Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 12. Arise, ye people, take your stand. Cast out your idols from the land. Above all doctrine, form, or creed is found the truth that meets your need. Christ's promise stands. They that believe his work shall do, his power receive. Hymn number 12. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. 
Click on that and look for the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and there you will find our readings for tonight. And the theme is the power of God. And the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. The Bible, Romans, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Luke, the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? And many other things blasphemously spake they against him. And as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led him into their council, saying, Art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I also ask you, you will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, Ye say that I am. And they said, What need we any further witness? For we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. 1 Corinthians, but the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear 
and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Second Timothy, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Being not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us and called us with unholy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. First Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Material medicine substitutes drugs for the power of God, even the might of mind, to heal the body. Scholasticism clings for salvation to the person instead of to the divine principle of the man Jesus and his science. The curative agent of God is silenced. Why? Because truth divests material drugs of their imaginary power and clothes spirit with supremacy. Science is the stranger that is within thy gates, remembered not, even when its elevating effects practically prove its divine origin and efficacy. Truth brings the elements of liberty. On its banner is the soul-inspired motto, slavery is abolished. The power of God brings deliverance to the captive. No power can withstand divine love. What is this supposed power which opposes itself to God? Whence cometh it? What is it that binds man with iron shackles to sin, sickness, and death? Whatever enslaves man is opposed to the divine government. Truth makes man free. The Bible contains the recipe for all healing. 
The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Sin and sickness are both healed by the same principle. The tree is typical of man's divine principle, which is equal to every emergency, offering full salvation from sin, sickness, and death. Sin will submit to Christian science when, in places of modes and forms, the power of God is understood and demonstrated in the healing of mortals, both mind and body. Perfect love casteth out fear. The resurrection of the great demonstrator of God's power was the proof of his final triumph over body and matter and gave full evidence of divine science evidence so important to mortals. The planets have no more power over man than over his maker, since God governs the universe. But man, reflecting God's power, has dominion over all the earth and its hosts. You meekly bow before the Christ, the spiritual idea that our great master gave of the power of God to heal and to save, then it is that you behold for the first time the divine principle that redeems man from under the curse of materialism, sin, disease, and death. This spiritual birth opens to the enraptured understanding a much higher and holier conception of the supremacy of spirit and of man as his likeness, whereby man reflects the divine power to heal the sick. The science of being gives back the lost likeness and power of God as the seal of man's adoption. Oh, for that light and love ineffable which casteth out all fear, all sin, sickness, and death, that seeketh not her own, but another's good, that says, Abba, Father, and is born of God. How many today believe that the power of God equals even the power of a drug to heal the sick? Divine science reveals the principle of this power and the rule whereby sin, sickness, disease, and death are destroyed. And God is this principle. Let us then seek this science that we may know him better and love him more. The Apostle James said, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. This text may refer to such as seek the material to aid the spiritual and take drugs to support God's power to heal them. It is difficult to say how much one can do for himself, whose faith is divided between catnip and Christ. But not so difficult to know that if he were to serve one master, he could do vastly more. Whosoever understands the power of spirit 
has no doubt of God's power, even the might of truth, to heal through divine science beyond all human means and methods. Christians and clergymen pray for sinners. They believe that God answers their prayers and that prayer is a divinely appointed means of grace and salvation. They believe that divine power besought is given to them in times of trouble and that he worketh with them to save sinners. I love this doctrine, for I know that prayer brings the seeker into closer proximity with divine love. And thus he finds what he seeks, the power of God to heal and to save. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 411. All power is given unto our Lord. On him we place reliance. With truth from out his sacred word, we bid our foes defiance. With him we shall prevail, whatever may assail. He is our shield and tower. Almighty is his power. His kingdom is forever. Hymn number 411.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 5th, 2022. Welcome one and all. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which uh, comes from our various websites and many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's word is reaching people around the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much material there that is all inspired, healing, and it comes free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church. And we've got some really amazing things featured on the home page of our website right now. I'd like to mention at least a couple of them, one of them being our most recent issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme for this issue is the 121st Psalm. I got a brief look at it today, and it is a wonderful issue of the, our magazine. Highly recommend that you read it through. There's another very profound article featured, and it's called The Great Gift of God, written by Edward Kimball. So I definitely recommend that you read that article as well. Join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school goes out to our pupils um, via a teleconference. So those that don't live in the area can attend by telephone, many of which do, which means that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child. One more announcement before we go on, the Bible study, that's coming this Saturday. Our Bible study questions are posted on the website Join us this Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning for a lively discussion. Okay, I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, 
we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember also that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Hello, good evening. Uh, I too would like to express my gratitude tonight for the Love is the Liberator magazine. It is so full of marvelous truth. It is a beacon of light and truly a comfort to read and study. I thank God and his expression in the form of Plainfield workers for this wondrous publication. This week I had an instantaneous proof of God's ever-presence and protective care. I was spontaneously helping to unload a stack of lumber without the proper footwear when a large pile of boards fell on my sandal-clad feet. Though the initial pain was excruciating, the thought came very strongly that I am not material, I am spiritual. With that, I unburied my feet and went back to work with no pain and never any evidence of an accident. Mrs. Eddy says, and I paraphrase, that error is a coward in the face of truth. I am ever grateful beyond words for this wonderful science and the amazing proofs of it that we see every day. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for another lesson in trusting God in a full, uh, to unfold the timing and order of our work as we live these principles of Christian science, the laws of the universe, God's laws. I had uh, what felt like it was a tremendous task to complete with several moving parts to make way for another project that needed to be done. It appeared it might take quite a bit of uh, time, and as the project began, it uh, was brought to light that there were more things that needed to be done than realized. I could tell that it was going to be beyond my human will or my personal strength. I asked for the prayers of my practitioner, and I was instructed that I was not to force any task or push through it, especially out of fear or pressure, and that it was a waste of time. I would be wasting time, and that that, that time was really God's time. Well, this uh, task, uh, the when, where, whys, and whose, and what's all fell into place, and it happened so quickly that I didn't even have a chance to try to plan uh, but rather found myself kind of going along like the way on a wave or and watched it unfold. This included uh, those who came to help, strength, and time needed. Not only was that, but the task was completed in such an efficient, quick manner 
that the only explanation that God's hand was in it each step of the way. If it had not been such a challenge and um, beyond my ability, I would have thought I had done it on my own effort. But it was clear that God was in the whole thing and it was just very amazing to watch it and it was a great lesson and that this is really what we should be doing with all tasks. I just wanted to share this testimony tonight just out of thanks to God and express my gratitude for my practitioner's prayers and to add another proof that we are not bound by material limits of any in any detail of our day. And I'm very grateful for the wisdom of God that saw us through this. And it was uh, as if it never happened, but it was, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. I'm grateful for this church, most grateful to our God, to Mary Baker Eddy for this science. Thank you. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful for today's calendar quote. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. From Psalms, from Psalm 143. Through my study and practice of Christian science, I've learned, and I'm still learning, to let God lead me moment by moment and day by day. I'm learning not only how to pray consistently and sincerely for his will to be done in all areas of my life, but to listen for guidance and direction in order to obey as closely as I can. I'm now not only willing, but glad to be redirected, to wait more patiently, and to take steps that I'm not completely certain about with the desire to do only what he wants me to do, go only where he wants me to go, have only what he wants for me, and to share only what I feel he is truly giving. I know that I can go to my father with any question or request, and that it will always be answered or not based on my limited expectations, trusting that he certainly knows best. Practicing this way is bringing much-needed order and a sense of harmony to my activity and allowing me to do just what I need to do each day. I'm grateful for gaining the discipline to allow things to unfold rather than trying to make something happen. I know that there is nothing I can accomplish without God, and I'm realizing that with Him, all things are possible. Thank you so much for tonight's reading and for all the testimonies tonight. I'm very grateful for all that's going on in this church, and I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. I am grateful to my practitioner and all the opportunities for learning about God his omnipotence and omnipresence. One of the things I cherish is learning about prayer and putting more trust in God as the only cause, which is the only effect. Recently, one of my adult grandsons turned to me for help when he was in a sticky situation with his mom. This particular young man 
has accepted prayer, although he does not practice Christian science. I asked my practitioner for support for the prayers while I was praying for him. Within the same day, he told me that all was okay and that he had apologized to his mom. I never told him what to do, and it was prayer that helped him find the correct solution for the predicament. One prayer that I use for children comes from an article by Mrs. Singletary, Praying for Your Children, and includes a quote from Bicknell <coughs> Young's 1937 college. This is his quote. A divine idea carries within itself the power to accomplish the divine purpose and the responsibility of its unfoldment belongs to divine principle who cares for each detail of its progressive being, end quote. And then from Mrs. Singletary's article, your child is a divine idea whom God loves and cares for. Everything your child needs for his unfoldment is already established in mind. Perhaps most comforting, the responsibility for your child's development belongs to God. He is and will care for every single detail. Isn't that wonderful to know? Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. My gratitude tonight is for how Christian science and the teaching here has shown me how to listen with my spiritual sense to what God is saying to me each day. Learning to listen in this way has both really proven to me that God truly exists, but also that he is talking to each of us all the time. Over my time here, I've been able to do many things that were well beyond what I could ever have done before. And I was able to do this because of God's guidance each day, each minute, and also with practitioner support helping me to calmly trust that God will let me know all I must do each day. Spiritual sense also helps me to better discern when I read something, whether it is, there is truth in it or not. I am grateful for this because there is a lot of noise out there, and I have to read a lot of technical documents for my job, so that, that's helpful. But also, you know, every time I read something that's on our website, I can just feel that it is yet another message from God for me that day. I'm very grateful for this church, for Christian science, for practitioner support, and for all I am learning here. It amazes me all that we have, and I'm grateful to know that we freely offer it to the world. It's wonderful to be a part of this mission. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I was thinking today about how much God loves us. He loves us so very much. Quote, But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered, as written in the book of Matthew. God gives us so much. He gives us everything. And I'm so grateful that he brought me to Plainfield Independent I wanted to share 
My deepest thanks to our holy practitioners and teachers of this church. I almost can't say this enough because we are being taught divine science here. The very doors of heaven are opening for us here. Sunday's roundtable entitled Brainwashing showed the absolute importance of watching and that this is a great work that we can do for God to bless mankind. Mrs. Eddy writes, quote, Never absent from your post, never off guard, never ill-humoured, never unready to work for God, end quote. Only Christian science teaches us about this work of watching. Through loving and wise practitioner support here, I am learning the importance of watching and also how to perform an effective watch. It has been a joyful addition to my life to do this beautiful work for God, to bless mankind. We are always ready to pray and affirm the truth of Christian science through our watching work. Wherever these dear ones in the world are who need this truth, they will hear it. We heard it all the way here in Australia. We pray, we learn, we grow, all to glorify God and to reach the high goal that our leader set for us, to usher in the millennium. Thank you so much to each and every person who contributes at Plainfield Independent. All that is done here is beautifully perfect with God's love. It is done by inspiration and through holy prayer. God is the head of our church, and Mary Baker Eddy is the revelator to this age. We have this absolute truth of God in Christian science right here, right now. It is all available to all of us to study and to know that our robes may be washed white every moment. Thank you, precious Plainfield Independent, for standing and keeping pure Christian science so that all his children can come all the way home. And thank you, dear Mary Baker Eddy, for all that you did to bring the Christ science to mankind for all your toil and sacrifice. Here we stand, ready to do his will. So much gratitude and love to you all from our household here in Australia. Izzy in England, go ahead. A few weeks ago, I went through rather a clumsy spell. Nothing really serious happened and it wasn't a problem at all. Actually, it gave me some great opportunities to practice what I have learned in Christian science. But one Thursday, two things happened. I can't remember what exactly they were, but I think I cut my finger and then something fell on my head <laughs> randomly. <laughs> and I got this suggestion in my head that I could not shake off the old wives tale that bad things happen in threes. 
And then a third thing did happen. I stumbled, twisted my leg and foot, and I fell. I knew nothing was broken, but it was extremely painful, and I was immediately very fearful that I wouldn't be able to get around or look after my animals. I also couldn't stop crying. It must have been a Thursday because I got home and listened to the Plainfield Wednesday service from the previous evening, and I started to concentrate on two very beautiful testimonies that had been given. Firstly, the fall never happened. And then the beautiful words of Psalm 91. He will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. But although I felt comforted, nothing improved and I still kept on crying. So I emailed my practitioner at Plainfield. So quickly I got a reply and the love and kindness just spilled out of her email. So then I started crying even more, but the tears were very different. She sent me the beautiful words of hymn 324. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. And I was also sent a beautiful interpretation of Psalm 91 by Bless Nap to study. I stopped crying and began working and I knew my practitioner was praying also. It wasn't long before the pain subsided enough for me to be able to move around and do what I needed to do. Although the foot and ankle were swollen for a few days, I had next to no pain, amazingly, and was very quickly back to normal. I was so very grateful, both to my practitioner and to God. But I still couldn't shake off this thought about bad things happening in threes. And I really didn't want it in my head because it was suggesting there's some sort of power apart from God that can make bad things happen, which is not true. But I couldn't stop this voice that was suggesting that circumstances had now proved this law to be true. So very quickly, my battle with this suggestion became a bigger issue than my actual foot. And I just denied it. I just uh, affirmed that God is the only power. There's no power apart from God. Uh, the error is not true because God did not make it and God made all. That's from uh, Oneness by Bicknell Young. After a day or two, the best thing happened. I clumsily did something else to myself. I was out with my dogs late in the evening and one of the leashes got caught around my foot, tripping me up and it sent me flying straight down onto the footpath on my hands and knees. As I got up and dusted myself down, I just started laughing because it had absolutely shaken that mesmeric suggestion right out of the window. The old wife's tale has been proven to be an absolute lie. And since then, I've had no more incidents. I have the feeling that this experience is something that I've been given to add to my bank of experiences and that I will refer to again one day in the future. Who knows? Well, obviously God knows. <laughs> for now, I'm so grateful for the lesson I have learned, although I don't think it's all completely clear yet. And I'm so grateful for the love and kindness of the Plainfield practitioner and how very quickly she replied and began helping me. Thank you so much. And I'm so grateful to God for guiding me on this inspiring, challenging, amazing journey. Thank you all so much and good night. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be learning that God takes care of everything in our life, that even simple, seemingly simple things uh, are, are governed by God and there is no material science, as uh, Mrs. Eddy says in our, in, in our textbook. 
Well, I'm uh, in a business that requires the use of a computer. In fact, virtually everything that we do in our business is done on a computer. So it's absolutely essential that our computers work all the time. And I remember <laughs> an incident that uh, I'll, I'll never forget. This was a few years ago when I had just taken on a young partner in my business and uh, who was very good with computers, very smart about uh, taking care of computers. And uh, one day uh, he had been away on vacation and he came back his first day back to the office and his computer didn't work. <laughs> so he was uh, frantically trying to figure out what to do and what he should have done and immediately started to think what he needed to check and maybe thought he had to set up a backup computer, all of which would have taken a lot of time and additional expense. Well, it happened that that morning I had called a Christian Science practitioner and asked for help because I needed to go into New York City to some meetings. And uh, the practitioner uh, gave me a few words of wisdom and reminded me that there was only one mind in control. Not many minds, even though there might be many people, only one mind was in control. Well, on my way in I thought, well, you know, this has got to be true for Tom's computer. One mind in control of everything. So anyway, I thought along those lines and, and put it in God's hands. And uh, shortly, shortly after my meetings were finished, I got a call from my partner who said that uh, just the, the most amazing thing just happened. <laughs> shortly after I had left the office, Someone else in our office who works for a different company had called their computer repairman who came right over to fix their computer. And while he was there, Tom asked him if he wouldn't mind looking at his computer. Well, he did so, and within about five minutes, he had it fixed and running. <laughs> so on this call, Tom was so excited that this had happened and said, boy, were we lucky that this <laughs> computer guy expert came into uh, the office right away like that. Well, I couldn't resist myself. I said, no, we're not lucky. I said, this is God taking care of us, Tom. We're doing the best we can to do the right thing and God takes care of those who do their best to, to do the right thing. And that set the stage for the whole rest of the day actually for the whole rest of the week. But I'm very grateful for God's care, grateful for the help of that practitioner, grateful for Mary Baker Reddy for discovering and giving to mankind the science of being, the science of Christianity, proving God's power over everything, everything. I'm grateful for what I'm learning here about Christian science, and I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. Thank you.
Craig. Thank you, Fairly, for those readings. And it's so, <clears throat> it is so satisfying to know, and we have ample evidence, and so have generations before, of there being one principle God. We can depend on him, and he's done so much forever. If we just give him credit, where the credit's due, and not be turned aside. I think that it always just happened, or he was lucky. I've been experiencing uh, some convincing evidence <clears throat> uh, over the years. I remember recently, uh, it was said, uh, probably, I read it in the Bible, in the Mississippi's, that Daniel felt safe in lion's den when he knew God's creatures were harmless, useful, and indestructible. That's paraphrasing it. But I've been finding this in, in my life as a gardener, or amateur gardener, it just seems the bees and the insects are grateful for the, me providing flowers and vegetables instead of being mad or in an interrupt, <clears throat> feeling that I'm the enemy. And they buzz around happily and they, they never bite or, or become a problem. They just coexist the way all God's creatures should. And recently several things have happened. A very large bee needed help outside and I did my best to help it and to clear the way for it to get to a safe place because it was having trouble flying. So as soon as I moved the water hose, the bee, realizing it, moved quickly to its safety. Another time recently, a large bee found itself into my kitchen and didn't know how to get out. I tried to stay calm. I took a clear plastic container and followed it seeing when it, I give it opportunity to help it along. So that I could, <clears throat> well, when he reached the window, I, I waited till he calmed down. And I, you know, I'm sure I prayed, you can trust me. And it did calm down. And I just made sure it can go any further back, but it had to go <laughs> out the window. So I put a plastic container over it and then I, opened the window and pushed the screen out and it went about its happy way. But the, the beauty of, of it was that they are God's creatures and they, they, if it was a feeling any fear or danger, it would have given me some trouble. But again, it didn't. And I thank God, it's taken as a sign that God was telling me that they know him also. <laughs> and I thank God for Mary Baker Ready to keep me calm in situations to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. I'm grateful for a wonderful blessing that I had this past week. What happened was I was involved in a business transaction that required that I engage the services of another company. So I walked into the office, talked to somebody there, explained my circumstances. And uh, the person said there, okay, we can take care of this, and it requires that you pay a deposit to get this thing started. So I wrote out a check, gave them the money. And then I described this to uh, another person that I was working on this project with. And this other lady says, no, there's a much simpler way to do this. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll reach out to an officer of this company and get it started, which she did. And then she called me back and says, okay, it's all set. 
and that deposit that you paid, uh, they're not going to need it, so you can go back and get your check back. I says, okay. Well, I was thanking God that a better answer was found and simpler and less expensive. And then I went back and I stood in the reception area of the office and told the lady the circumstances and I asked for my check to be returned. Well, she flipped through about a dozen or more files and couldn't find it, didn't know anything about it. And only that, we heard somebody else in the background saying, no, we don't know anything about this. I thought, okay, what do I do? And the idea came. I'm going to call the officer of this company that this other person had mentioned earlier. So I'm standing there in the reception area, dialing the number for this other officer. Got on the phone with this lady, and of course she didn't know about the initial deposit. But the lady behind the desk in the reception area saw me on the phone, talking to somebody in her office, talking to somebody who could throw some weight around, and all of a sudden she says, okay, I'll go look for it. And then she went and looked for it, and sure enough, she found it and gave me the check back. God always provides a way, and I'm very grateful that he did provide a way this time. Not only a way to do this job more simply and less expensive, but to motivate this lady to find my check and give it back to me. God is so good. Linda from North Carolina, go ahead. Hi, good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for the inspiring testimonies, which I really hadn't planned to give a testimony, but everyone has inspired me to do so. Uh, just this last week, or I guess it's now two weeks ago, uh, my adult son has had enormous amounts of travel to do from California to back to North Carolina and then to Europe, and he was kind of running on no sleep and uh, packing because he has to take film equipment with him. And I could feel myself getting really uptight about uh, and starting to do the mother smother thing. And just thinking about him and feeling sorry for him that he had so much to do. And uh, it's just like that. It was like a light went off and kind of I caught it. And I went, wait a minute now, who's his mother? And I affirmed to myself, and of course my spirits were lightened enormously, but we went to pick him up to take him to the airport. And I could see this little brow, and I went, you know, it just occurred to me that you are exactly where you need to be. And God is with you. And you. And there, it was like the reason I'm giving this testimony is because I can still see this, just a beaming smile that he gave back and thanked us and thanked me so much for just, just to see the weight just lifted off. And for this, I'm so grateful because sharing Christian science for me has been a practice and it's an art. It isn't like you can just say the words or sometimes not even know what to say. And another example came when I was speaking with my uh, 17-year-old grandson who is incredibly excited and he's on a real upbeat 
turn in his life where he had had some difficulty in school and you know we talked through that but he was so happy because he's making music now and he was very very excited and I was trying to work in how I could how I could bring it back to praising God without sounding you know taking the wind out of his sails by being too uh, literal about it and I just said we just have to be so grateful for all that we're given. And he just took that and he said, you know, he said, I am praying so much more now. He said, I had, I was, I, I learned something and that was that I, I was only praying when bad things were happening. But he said, now that all these good things are happening, I'm praying all the more. I'm praying all the time because so many things I've been given. And it was just like, well, it was just like Christmas to have both of these things happen. And I attribute it to years of study, but also learning how to communicate the beauty of this science. And as the previous testifier said, the law of God that Mary Baker Eddy gave to us and continues to give us through the readings, the website that you all have prepared for us. And I just am very, very grateful tonight to be a part of the service. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Feli, for your beautiful readings. Uh, tonight, I would just like to give gratitude for all that I have learned and still learning here and how amazing it all is. I remember what I, some of what I used to do and what I do better now. And it really, I'm so grateful for Christian science and how it teaches us how to live. I am so grateful tonight because I know that in the past I would give so much power to what somebody said or what the, the doctor said or something like that. And here it tells us that all power belongs to God. And I didn't care whether I was dishonoring God or not. I don't think I even thought about it. But it tells us on page 228 of our textbook, there is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. The humble Nazarene overthrew the supposition that sin, sickness, and death have power. He proved them powerless. How beautiful is that? I think about this often now, that no matter what comes at us or what comes, should I give it power? If I do so, am I not dishonoring God? Do I care to dishonor God? Or don't I care at all? I don't even think about it. All I want is my satisfaction or comfort or whatever. I just wanted to bring this up for us all to remember what we do if we are dishonoring God. I know it is mesmerism, but the desire to work more with the truth 
because only the truth can break the mesmerism. And to think that my God has all the power there is, and he will bring it to pass. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear all these beautiful testimonies and the reading also. Thank you, and happy to be here. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. A few things to read tonight. First, Australia. Thank you, Plainfield Independent, for the holy power in this past roundtable on brainwashing. Only pure Christian science teaches the truth of the Adam dream, that it is a pretense of intelligence, nay, mortal mind, that must be guarded against and resisted by the divine mind. We are Christian soldiers when we claim this absolute truth in Christian science. I'll just read an excerpt of that tonight since many things to read. Um, then another from England. Thank you so much for today's roundtable and for having the courage to speak of and denounce what is behind the current apparent world situation. The conversation about animal magnetism and hypnotism and how nothing can take hold in a mind which is already filled with truth, paraphrasing, reminded me of John Wyndham's wonderful book, The Ultimate Freedom. It is the story of his time, as he said as a guest of the Japanese, but he was a prisoner of war, in the Second World War when he was held in Korea. I have only the book on audio and no, one, no way to play it where I am, so this is retold from memory. But I recall one night in his cell, he became aware of a strange, sinister pressure and had a strong feeling that he should pray, which he did do for hours. Very late into the night, the strange feeling just stopped as though a tap were turned off and he fell asleep and thought little more of it. Years later, he met a Korean officer who took an in interest in him and oddly, I knew his name and rank and, and office, officer number. When Mr. Wyndham asked how come the officer knew him, the officer said it had been a standard practice. The night before prisoners were interrogated to target them with some sort of mental manipulation or malpractice on them. He said he remembered Mr. Wyndham because he was the only prisoner he knew who had withstood this attack and they had been unable to be effective on him. I have retold this story to many people who have all been touched by it. It has helped me greatly many times along, this, along with the section early on in the book when he describes receiving a message to control thought, which he says he can only, only have come from God. Also many thanks for the advice to turn to the hymnal when feelings of confusion and making it hard to think straight. All in all, I can't think of a better way to spend a precious hour than listening to and learning from the roundtable. That book, yes, um, Mr. Wyndham has been a Christian science lecturer and he wrote that book, how he <laughs> was very much protected during his time in this uh, encampment, imprisonment, imprisonment. Um, and his son, John Wyndham Jr. Is, is a friend and his wife is a friend of our church, so we're very We've known that story, and we're very happy to have his son and wife as part of our church as well. All right, and this one is from Canada. 
On page 516 of Science and Health, Mrs. Eddy speaks of the sunlight of truth glinting from the church dome and glancing into the prison cell. It is a great privilege and inspiration when doing church work to be able to witness another's growth and demonstration. The only affiliation I currently have with the branch church where I was previously a member is to be part of the prison outreach. There is a practitioner there that is doing wonderful work in the prisons. All that I had previously been doing on that branch church prison committee and still do independently now, due to my work schedule and the distance involved, is that although I haven't been making visits, I do continue to correspond with a prisoner who is relatively new in Christian science. I didn't have the heart to discontinue writing to him. When I see branch church membership there and I feel this and I feel this communication has blessed us both. He tells me that he is in a location with some pretty hard-nosed criminals. During COVID, there was a severe lockdown put in place in the prison, and any visitation to inmates were denied. I had been told that in past. When he was put into such an isolation, he reacted by going ballistic. However, with his added spiritual growth, he became quiet this time and busied himself with spiritual study and reflection and started to write poetry for the first time in his life. Of one of his first poems, he wrote, I have composed a poem, I hope you like it. It's entitled, The Spiritual Idea. Calling on incorporeal love, only submission to be forgiven, as Jesus descends like a dove, our wine the only inspiration, the power harmonious God embrace, knowing life's only hold mortal mind, the rise of true meaning, eternal grace, divine intervention, everlasting kind. And then California, I was, I was reading an August 1924 Christian Science Sentinel article entitled Harmony by Hope Labar Roberts and came across one of those short statements which said it all. A small lad in a Christian Science Sunday School once said, When we understand Christian science, we do not have to go through error, we go over it. It is one of those reminders easily memorized, which I will add to another powerful reminder statement that comes to thought often. Know what God knows, see what God sees. I am so grateful for this Plainfield Church and the environment it provides in promoting spiritual growth. And then Virginia, thank you so much for the most recent issue of Forum Highlights 211. It is so clear, helpful, and comforting. What a treasure we have in this publication, which answers questions, backs up everything with references from the Bible and Bible studies, Mrs. Eddy's and other writings, and research done by members. I especially liked what was found when someone researched redemption. It said, Redemption continues till every man is brought into the kingdom. Yay! And this goes along with Mary Baker Eddy's refusal of the concept of predestination when she was just a child of 12. Thank you to Mrs. Roberts and to all who contribute to this wonderful publication. And then a, two testimonies. First from South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield workers, for all you do to make it possible to deepen the understanding 
of and appreciation for Christ's science. The comforter promised by Christ Jesus is brought into reality by Mary Baker Eddy's devoted and consecrated actions over a lifetime of loving dedication. I so appreciate the watches that she established in support of a deeper, consecrated attention to issues at hand. Thank you, Plainfield, for presenting a watch each week from the Watching Point book compiled by Gilbert pa Carpenter with each Bible lesson. I truly appreciate your attention to such. My attention to the watch always gives me a deeper appreciation for the lesson. I am in awe of the incredible attention to substance and detail that Mary Baker Eddy provided in support of her mission of bringing forth the comforter. Much appreciation to Plainfield and for your dedicated presentation of the Christ science. And then finally, this testimony from Virginia, <clears throat> someone fairly new. As another hol holiday weekend approached, I found our three adult children coming home to join us in celebrating a cousin's high school graduation and to host an engagement luncheon for a good friend getting married this fall. It seemed like a weekend to be happy for friends and their children. At the same time, it felt like a weekend of temptations to make comparisons. Life was not working out as I had hoped or expected. Joys that I had once known seemed threatened by concerns about the future. I called one of the practitioners at Plainfield who has been helping me to, to learn how to pray. She reminded me not to be impressed with the human picture be it good or bad. One of my family members has been dealing with some depression and a fear that no matter how hard she tries, she is not able to get her life back on track. I can feel tempted to feel helpless, but then I remember that God is my help and God is her help. So I worked with the pages of Science and Health that my practitioner gave me to study. In those pages, Mrs. Eddy tells us that we must prove, this is quote, prove through living as well as healing and teaching that Christ's way is the only way by which mortals are radically saved from sin and sickness, end quote. And then she also tells us that, that quote, to gain heavenly riches, we must forsake all world worldliness, end quote. What I am realizing is that to relieve myself from the feelings that bring me down, I must turn to the light and away from the darkness. I must be willing to move away from both the pleasures and pains of mortal existence and see them as illusions. Mortal mind thinking is the knowledge of good and evil. This knowledge tells us to expect opposites and a spectrum of conditions in between opposites such as life and death, abundance and lack, beauty and ugliness, health and sickness, love and hate, inclusion and exclusion, success and failure, employment and unemployment, toil and ease, etc. In Carpenter's book he writes that God's gift to man is freedom and, and in reality has this now. This gift is inviolate and can never be taken from him. End quote. I could pray with this statement. I could know that I have the freedom to feel happy and satisfied. I can assert that I have freedom to choose not to be impressed by the world and its accolades. I can refuse to be mesmerized by social media posts 
that suggest others have something and I don't. I'm grateful for the practitioner's work because I was able to go from one event to another with peace. I was able to smile and appreciate the people around me. I was able to enjoy the three children and accept the promise that God's plan is perfect for me, for mine, and all. I can believe that there are no inequities and that humility is a blessing. Mary Baker Eddy teaches that, quote, what blesses one blesses all, end quote. I can't say that I'm not tempted the whole weekend, but when I was, I was able to recover quickly. I could smile and realize that if I wasn't making progress, I wouldn't be experiencing the temptation. That thought gave me some satisfaction. I am grateful for Christian Science and the practitioner who encouraged me to keep going. The path provided is taking me into the light, where I can see more of reality. Thank you, too, for those wonderful readings on the power of God and to hear all the testimonies, how this power is being proven. And yes, to believe in another power is to dishonor God, as Lawrence quoted Mrs. Eddy, and we certainly don't want to do that. Uh, tonight, maybe some of you heard a little commotion before the uh, meeting began, and it was because we had a bat flying around in the auditorium. <laughs> dear little bat and um, but right before the meeting was to start the little fellow was caught and taken outside and released where he flew happily away and I, I'm very grateful for that because it was a little disconcerting to have him flying around during a church service so anyway God, God took care of it as he always does so thank you all for all your testimonies, for the beautiful readings and music, and to all a good night. Thank you. Uh, to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 282. Praise the Lord, ye heavens, adore him. Praise him, angels in the heights. Sun and moon rejoice before him. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise the Lord, for he hath spoken. Worlds his mighty voice obey. Laws that never shall be broken, for their guidance hath he made. In number 282.